Since when was the presence of an enemy an, an indication of the absence of God? This is what I want to ask you. Since when did God say that I will prove that I am with you because no enemies will be against you? Since when did God tell you that the proof of his presence was the absence of trouble? But something in them got really twisted. I guess you could say they started looking at the wrong mirror, and they started talking about uh, the Anakites. These were legendary giants that occupied the land of Canaan, and they were like, man, the grapes are big, and the, and the valleys are fertile, and the land is rich. And the possibility is great, and the opportunity is open, and it's even better than we thought. It's even better than we imagined. But the giants, the, the, the giants, they're, they're, they're bigger than we are. And watch how their self image limited their potential. There's nothing in Numbers 13 where they shrink God down. They still know they have a big God. It's not that they shrink their God, they shrink themselves to the level of their situation. I'm preaching to somebody today who believes that God is big, but until you see yourself as made in the image of the infinite, unlimited, all-wise, ever-knowing God, you will stay stuck. One verse I want to show you. I wonder if you ever felt this way. They said, and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim, and we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them." That's a very powerful theological statement and psychological statement, because it says that the way you see yourself is so important that it can actually create a reality that is contradictory to your true identity. And remember, God is forming them as a nation. He's making them a nation. He's making a great nation. He saw them out of Egypt. He's done great things, but now they see a giant, and so they come to a strange conclusion. Our enemies are so big, there's no way we can do it. This challenge is so insurmountable. What's in front of us is so much bigger than us. There's no way we can do it, and we can't go forward. And they didn't, and they died in the desert. My question is, why would you choose to see yourself through the eyes of your enemy? Why would you give your enemy a mirror to show you who you are? We do this all the time. We pick the worst possible thing about ourselves, the things that we can't change, the things that we don't like, and then we use that as a mirror to try to get a sense of who we are. And we lower our ambition to the level of our worst tendency, and we forget that we are made in the image of God because we are too busy looking at our lives through the eyes of our enemy. Here's how they could have seen it. If what's in front of us that God has called us to fight is that big, I wonder what's within us that God put there to cause us to triumph. 
Y'all didn't hear me. You could have said, if God gave me a challenge this great, if God gave me a mountain this big, if God gave me this situation to overcome, I wonder what God knows about me that I don't know about me. My maker is my mirror. If he put it in front of me, he already knows how it's going to fall. Back up, Goliath. I got a rock and a slingshot. My maker is my mirror. You come against me with sword and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. Caleb had a different spirit. Caleb had a different mirror. I love him because he walks up to Joshua. He's like, hey man, remember when we were at the edge of the promise and the people saw themselves small and they held up a mirror for the rest of the nation and the nation saw themselves small? By the way, be very careful who you surround yourself with because some people will belittle you to the point that you will start to believe it, but you are not what they said, and if they are not your maker, they don't get to be your mirror. I don't care what they thought, what they suggested, or what their actions may be reflecting. As a matter of fact, can I say something? Everybody's acceptance is not a blessing. Because we got some weird mirrors in the world today. And some of what the world calls normal, some of what people will say, some of what people will actually give you validation for, will ruin your vision of who you really are. I love the Bible, because here's why. Because it's a mirror. That's what James said. He said in, in James 1.23, this is the New Testament equivalent of Caleb's speech, because Caleb was looking in a different mirror to see himself. And James says the word of God gives you a different mirror. It's different than your experiences. It's different than your genetics. It's different than your tendencies. It's different than your than your than your neural patterns. It's different than all of that. It's different than your height or your weight or your eye color. It's different than anything you can see. The word of God is a different mirror, but here's what we do. We forget what we saw in the word and we look into the world to reflect back to us what's inside of us. And so we stay outside of God's promise, forfeiting our possession and our inheritance as the children of God. So James is like, if you listen to the word and don't do what it says, you're like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, but then you go away and at once forgets what he was like. And that's what happens when you leave church and you have to go into situations that contradict what your spirit knows. The most important mirror that I look in does not show me how to fix my hair. And y'all, I had one cow lick today. It took me like seven minutes to try to press it down, and I don't know if it stayed or not because I can't see it right now. I thought this is so appropriate. Here I am, seven minutes trying to get that hair to lay, lay down, but yet I'll leave the house with just any attitude and not check to see God. 
Y'all know I'm right. Y'all know I'm right. Sometimes you are seeing yourself through someone else's insecurity. How other people treat you is not necessarily how you feel, how they feel about you. A lot of times it's how they feel about them. I'm preaching to the insides today, you know? Because if somebody's making you feel stupid, guess what they feel? Their rejection is a reflection. Not of you, of them. But if you let them hold your mirror, if you let the giants hold your mirror, if you see yourself through your enemy's eyes, you'll start to believe that's how it really is. That's not how it really is. My maker is my mirror. My maker is my mirror. Everybody's acceptance is not a blessing, and everybody's rejection is not a curse. So Caleb's like, hey, Joshua. I know I'm old. I know I'm saggy. I know my right knee goes out. But I this this takes faith to see it. Because at first I thought he was lying, right? But then I studied the language. And he said twice in verse 10, Behold. Behold. It lets me know that Caleb had a different mirror. Because he's looking at a natural mirror and he's like, dang. <sighs> Come on, he's 85. There's no way that what he said is true on a tactical and practical level. Because he goes up to Joshua, he's like, I still got it. <laughs> Come on, touch somebody. It'll feel fun. Say, I still got it. I went through 45 years of wilderness, but the wilderness didn't get in me. I still got it. I still want what God has for me. I still got a fighting spirit. In fact, what I survived didn't make me weaker. It just made me stronger. It just made me more resolved. I still got it. I still got hope. I still got a twinkle. You see my eyes? I still got a word. Give me my mountain. I want to live at that high altitude. And I'm, and I'm glad that I don't have to look in the mirror of another person's opinion or in the mirror of a desolate situation. You know, by this point, Caleb could have been like, I'm such a failure. I tried to motivate the people to go in, and they did it. He could have spent 45 years playing that story. But by this point, he's looking in a different mirror, and he says, my strength has only gotten greater because of what I went through. I'm not ashamed of the wilderness. I'm not ashamed of the mistakes. God said, some of you keep looking into the mirror of your mistakes, and you keep reflecting your, your future back to yourself. In, in through the reflection of your mistakes. But if there's one thing you notice about a mirror, it always shows you the image backward. That's why God knows the end from the beginning. So God doesn't see your life like you see your life. He sees it in reverse, and he already sees you free. So he says that you're free because he sees that you're free even when you don't feel free. It's a word. It's a word. This is a mirror. This is a mirror for you to look into today 
and see yourself as the image of God. Behold, I still got strength that you can't see. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.